Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Big John, alongside with my co-host, Ricky, and last year's Steady Picks League champion. How you doing, Ricky? What's happening, Big John? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I've kind of had three days now to reflect after the Sunday night Steady Picks draft, which, you know, gets me really fired up. Um, I like my team a lot more than I did immediately following the draft, but I thought the first round was kind of through some twists that I didn't expect. What was your feelings about Sunday night? Yeah, I thought there was a few surprises. Definitely three quarterbacks going in round two caught me off guard a little bit. Um, but. Overall, you know, I think things went pretty much according to plan. Just to do a quick recap, Jefferson went first. Ricky had the second pick, and, and you took Christian McCafferty. And, Ricky, you were an advocate of saying, you know, you're going after your players regardless. Uh, and the interesting thing is now it's funny where a lot of people had Jamar Chase. He's dropped, and McCaffrey seems to be the clear-cut number two. So I kind of loved your, your getting McCaffrey at two there for sure. I would have taken him at one, so it was a no-brainer at two. But you said Jamar Chase has been dropping. Why in the world would that be happening, just out of, like, curiosity? You know, I, I think it's not so much he's necessarily dropping because of a specific reason. I think McCafferty is just rising up after seeing it looks like the quarterback situation's under control. He's a, such a multi-task back where, you know, in a half-point PPR, he's going to get you a lot of receptions. That I think he's pulling ahead. But in a lot of high-end sites I saw, they have him actually as number two when I say dropping chase right behind him at three. Okay, okay, it's interesting. The, the, the one pick that surprised me a little bit, Ricky, I'm curious on your take, was the three pick I thought after you took Christian McCaffrey would be Jamar Chase for sure. But instead, B. John Robinson went. Were you yep. taken back by that one? I was surprised, but at the same time, I applaud the pick. I love that Mo went with the guy who he wanted to walk out of this draft with. Some would say he, he pulled the trigger a little early here, but... Truthfully, John, I applaud anyone who goes and gets the guy they want. No, I completely understand, Ricky. And then afterwards, it was a no-brainer, the next pick. Jamar Chase was just sitting there. He went four. A little bit of a surprise pick for me of five with Barkley. I thought that was a little bit of a reach there. But again, you know, who knows? Uh, at six, Cooper Cup went. Um, Tyreek Hill went at seven. Austin Eckler at Eight, I'm shocked he was still there. Let's Ricky, pause here for a yeah, second. Yeah, this is surprising to me. This, this is my theory on what happened here. When Bijan Robinson went third, yep. it put people into a frenzy. We saw one of those draft day frenzies. And then when Saquon Barkley went fifth over yeah. Austin Eckler, I think the next few picks started panicking. Like, why, why aren't they taking Austin Eckler? Like, what, what's going on here? Because... In what other world does Eckler fall to eight? I don't know any world, but you're right. I think the run came and people saw that, which led to the number eight slot getting Eckler. And then the ninth slot was kind of an interesting one. And this was, you know, done by last year's champion, Donnie. I thought, you know, great pick with Kelsey there falling to him at nine. Don't forget, I'm last year's champion. 
Donnie's in the past. Donnie's in the past. You're right. You're right. I'm going to be the future champion. Two years ago, Donnie. I'm because I'm going to be the future champion. He is a champ, though. Yeah, he is a champ. So, so it was a great pick. Yeah, I mean, I think it fell his lap. Then, then number ten, Devontae Adams went. Um, and then I was on the clock, and and I gotta tell you something, Ricky. I was a little bit frazzled. A I, little? <laughs> let me tell you something. This guy gets a little nervous when he's on the clock. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't no, anticipate that. Big John doesn't get nervous. What happened was I have everything scripted out, and I there was three moves in the first round that I did not anticipate. So it kind of threw me off. I'm not going to lie. You know, I mean, it, it threw me off. There were some people there, um, and it made me really think about what I was going to do at eleven. Uh, and I wound up decide I wanted to go with the receiver. And when I looked at all the receivers I thought were left and knowing I was going to get the turn, I decided to go with Stefan Diggs um, at 11. I, I kind of knew that I could get Diggs anywhere in my mind from 11 to maybe on the turn, but I decided not to mess around with Adams off the board. I went Diggs right there because, like you said, Cup, Cup was gone, Hill was gone, Chase was gone, Jefferson was gone, and I have Diggs right up there. So I felt really good, actually, about getting Diggs at 11, and then uh, Henry rounded it up at the, at the, uh, at the number 12 pick. What do you think of my Diggs pick there? I love your Diggs pick. I think Derrick Henry at 12 was a bonehead pick. Pollard was a solid rebound. Here's where I love it. I was next on the clock, and then we'll stop there, and then we'll get into some specifics. But I was able to make from 11, turn around, and a couple picks later, get my running back in Nick Chubb that you know I feel he could have a monster year this year. So I felt great starting out with a Diggs-Henry, excuse me, a Diggs-Chubb combination. From there, it, it kind of fell a little bit, but I love those first two picks. If you had told me I could have Chubb and I can have Diggs, I'd be doing cartwheels. So I felt great about that. John, 99% of people are going to be thrilled with that outcome. Yeah. And, and a lot of, like, when you really break down drafts, in rounds one and two, you just don't want to make a big mistake. Right. You know, you just need to play it safe and get good players. Yeah. And I think that you got two of the safest guys in the whole NFL. Yeah. Was there any moves, rather than going through the whole draft, we went through the first round, were there any moves that you particularly liked? I mean, if you want to dive into my team and your team, Ricky, we could do that. Um, but is there anything that jumped out at you? I mean, you said you like your team. Why don't we dive into your team real quick? And uh, uh, as you are the former champion, or you're the current champion, I should say, um, and let's look at that team that you feel, you know, that you could maybe do a repeat with. And you want I look, me to read off the order that I draft the guys? You can, you you can read a, it out or your team, wherever you see your bet. I'll give you my honest opinion here. Let me let me read you the order and get your take. Yeah. Obviously, McCaffrey in round one. Love it. Two. Love it. Came back around and got Najee Harris in the second round, late second round. What are your thoughts? Like Najee Harris, I see him going second, third round. I think you can get him in third round some places. Um, I, I will tell you, you know, if you have Najee Harris, I think Jalen Warren is critical to have because he is clearly, first of all, I think he has standalone value, but he's clearly, if something were to happen to Najee, you know, this guy's going to come in and get, get through the whole workload. But Najee tends to be very, very reliable. So I'm, I like your Najee Harris pick there. For the record, I did not get Jalen Warren in time. Ah. Um, but, yeah, so 
is what it is there. Uh, I came back in round three and got Travis Etienne. Yep, there's your I running back. I would have like taken it. Gibbs, John. He wasn't there. Hmm. Someone took Gibbs I knew in the you wanted round. Gibbs, and I knew that that was a good pick for who was around. I mean, again, like I said, there was a run on running backs. Normally, I wouldn't see you know Travis Etienne going that early, but there was a huge run in this for some reason on running backs. So I like it. But the the other biggest takeaways from my team are. I drafted DJ Moore, and I was in position to get the stack with Justin mm-hmm. Fields. I passed on Justin Fields, and I took Justin Herbert over him. What are your thoughts on that? Because that, that's something I'm surprised I did, truthfully. You know, I know you love that stack you talked about in the show, and, and, and I love stacks, too, to begin with. But I have to tell you, I wanted Herbert. I mean, now that the draft is over, I'm a huge Herbert fan. I think with Moore in there as the offensive coordinator, they're going to be throwing the ball downfield. I think Justin Herbert is going to have a monster, monster year. And people forget you still get some legs with him. Let's not forget you're going to get the legs. and, And the way this guy can throw a deep ball, his accuracy, I would have taken Justin Herbert over fields all day long for sure. Um, the only other pick, John, or, you know, other notes, I guess, I took George Pickens, so I'm definitely invested in the Steelers' offense with Harrison Smart Pickens. Move. God, he look, is that offense look explosive? But he's still not being reflected properly in drafts. He's going way late, um, and he's a potential wide receiver, two or one even. And the only other guy is Kyle Pitts, who I took him because I love guys with high ceilings, and I feel he's the if not the highest ceiling tight end behind Kelsey, he's right there. Yep. If, if all goes perfect, I'm yep. saying. Yep. And you know, it's interesting. Looking at your team here, Ricky, I love the Pickens you know, pick. I think that Pittsburgh offense is going to be explosive. Kenny Pickett looks bigger. He looks stronger. I mean, they look unbelievable. They got a ton of weapons. You got him at great value. I'm a huge Pitts fan. I mean, I love Kyle Pitts. I wanted Kyle Pitts all day long. Uh, and I think he's going to have a monster year, a monster bounce back year. I did also like what you did at the end. I love the fact that you took some flyers at the end. I mean, Cadernius Tony, you know, who's hurt. You got him at the very end of the draft. He could be a steal. So I took him, John, over Jalen Warren which was interesting for mm. me. I was, that was the pick that, like, uh, if there was one pick I lost sleep over, and I'm going to ask you the same question. Yeah. That was the pick, despite him potentially being the top receiver in uh, Kansas City, I wonder if I would have been better off with my handcuff. But I don't know. You know, that's just a one we'll see at the end of the year. Well, you know, if he becomes and gets healthy and becomes the clear-cut one when a Kansas City offense, it was a no-brainer. I mean, I mean, listen, this guy, when he plays, he can have monster games, but then again, he can go quiet the game after. I mean, you know, your 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 second back, you know, obviously you didn't handcuff, but I can't fault you there. I would have thought Warren would have, you know, dropped down later. Someone somebody, reached on somebody him. Somebody really weird, reached yeah. on him. So I'm putting me there. I also love your late picks with with Zay Jones. And, and I love your Jamison Williamson pick that people slept on in Detroit. You're going to lose him for six games, but when he comes back, he is a stud. 
You'll have them for the playoffs, and you stole them at the end there. So I love that pick as well. So overall, Ricky, I mean, the Herbert, love it. I'll make you a trade right now if you want to look to trade Herbert. I have Lawrence. We could talk about that. Um, but I love it. So overall, I thought, you, you know, your, your draft was pretty good. All right. So let's reverse the roles here. I'm going to pull up your team mm-hmm. and walk me through the, the picks. and Sure. Yeah. So my first pick, as I talked about, was I wanted a stud receiver. I really believe that wide receivers this year, there's been a paradigm shift, and you need to get three that you're not guessing on that you could plug and play every single week. And there was a run, and and, and by the time I got to 11, there was already four or five of them gone. So I love my Diggs pick. I love the connection that he has with, you know, certainly with Josh Allen. He's the kind of guy we He's not getting the ball. He's going to let him know it. He's their deep threat. So I feel very comfortable with, with, with him. Then, as you know, you know, I came back and got Nick Chubb. I love the fact that the Kareem Hunt's gone now. So I was looking for a running back that was tough to bring down with a great offensive line and one that could catch some passes. And I do think Chubb's been working on it all offseason. And I think with Hunt going, you'll see him start to catch some balls too. So I felt comfortable there. I backed him up with Ramondre Stevenson as a running back. You know, I, I'll just go through my running backs first. Um, I think Ramon J. Stevenson is great, and I like it. I mean, I'm not worried too much about really Zeke, except for the fact that, you know, will he get all the goal line stuff. But a lot of Ramon J. Stevenson's touchdowns are ones that he kind of breaks from the 20 to 30, kind of takes it to the house. And we know that New England loves to run the ball. So I kind of feel good with him as my two. I felt really good about my my next running back that I stole late in Damian Pierce. Um, you know, people forget he rushed for 939 yards last year, four touchdowns in only 13 games, Ricky. He was the RB20 in points per game last year. And the only move they made, the team's going to stink but they're still going to run and he can catch the ball is they signed Devin Singletary to a one year, I think $2 million contract. So oh, the backfield's his. So, sure, so it's his, it's his backfield. And I think even if they're getting blown away, they're still going to need to use them. So I really, I was targeting him and to get him really late is a third back. I really like, um, the other backs I have is where it kind of got, I didn't feel good. Um, you know, I went with, with Wilson, and then Raheem Mostert to control that Miami backfield. My biggest concern there is that, you know, I'm, I'm worried about Jonathan Taylor winding up there. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't wind up there, then I think that, you know, I'll have one of those will be the guy. Let and, me pause you real quick, yeah. John, cause on Jonathan Taylor, because I think this is also one of the more interesting things that happened in the draft. He falls to the mid-second round. Yep. Someone eventually says enough. They take him. I just don't know what to expect from that. You know, like if he goes to Miami, would he have been like a top five pick? No question. No question. If he goes to Miami, he's definitely a top five pick. What's your advice to people who are sitting in the spot in the second round where Jonathan Taylor is clearly the best player on the board? Take him or pass. I think if he's sitting there um, at the end of the second round, I would take him because here's the reason why. 
I'm not so sure that if he doesn't get a deal with the Dolphins, I mean, there's some talk about the Bills. I mean, there's a couple of teams. There's a lot of talk out there. I don't see him sitting out a year. And if he goes back to the Colts with Richardson and that, you know, that read option, he could just light it up there. So it's risky uh, in the second round, not knowing, but I would take him at the, at the end of the second round. I wouldn't take him beginning. And then, and then I'll tell you something. I stole my last pick, uh, Spears, you know, Tajay Spears from, from Tennessee. And I don't know if you saw him, Ricky, in the preseason. I love this guy. This guy is explosive. If something happens to Derrick Henry, you heard it here. He will be a top 15 running back. He's that good. I'm going to disagree with you because I think if something happens to Derrick Henry, the Titans are going to be awful. And I think if there's one thing we've learned over the years, having the feature running back of an awful offense that can't score isn't really that valuable, John. That Because because a lot of people are taking your stance on this guy. He's shooting up draft boards. People think he's potentially the, like if Henry gets traded or something, he's a, a feature back. But that's my reserve on him is that it's still, he's running behind what's predicted to be the worst offensive line in football too. Yeah, but I, I'm going to disagree with you, Ricky. I'll take over. This is the kind of guy that I take flyers on at the last pick of the draft. But, and I'm not. Oh, he was last pick? Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, wow. He's okay. my last pick. So I, and I can't believe he fell there because I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, they may, I mean, he, this guy catches the ball out of the backfield. I love this kid. I just love this kid. Time will tell. So running backs, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I feel good. Uh, with my running backs, my my receivers, I love Diggs. Followed him up with Debo Samuel. Um, then I have Christian Kirk, and you'll understand why in a second. That I was have the best Kirk. pick of your draft. And and I have Christian Kirk. I have Traylon Burks, and I have Romeo Dobbs uh, from a receiver point of view. And my quarterback, which we could make a trade right on the show today, is Trevor Lawrence. Who listen? Ever since you got him away from that knucklehead. You know, that uh, Urban Meyer, you Wait, saw what John. he did under Peterson last year. I'm telling you, you add Ridley as a true number one. You take Christian Kirk, that's a phenomenal number two. You take Evan Ingram, who, by the way, is my tight end. So I not only have one stack, I have two stacks. High probability that there's, unless it's, unless it's Riley, it's, it's Calvin Ridley. It's so risky. Well, well, I'll tell you something, not with a tight end. Not, I, I'm not, I feel good about it. I'm telling you, Lawrence is going to have a monster year. I will trade you right now. I will swap him and Herbert for that if you want. A lot of people. John, why, why would I trade you a guy that I drafted ahead of your guy? Because Less I, than three days ago. Because, I don't, think, because you're, I don't think you're, you're, you're like Herbert. I think you regret that pick. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll throw in for you to sweeten the pot. I'll throw in either Traylon Burks or I'll throw in Romeo Dobbs for you uh, with that along for that trade. Here's a two for let's, one. Let's move you, out of the comedy you, section. Comedy it's not section. All right, all right, Look, do you okay. want to know realistically what, what like I feel a fair offer would be? Yeah, based go on ahead. Your yeah, team, let me to hear, try to yeah. help the yeah, let me your, hear. Your listeners. Yeah, yeah. If you want Justin Herbert, you should be offering me at least Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk, and you should be selling me on that connection, plugging in that I'm thin at receiver. That's your best angle to get a deal done. And if, if it wasn't that, that would be the bare minimum. 
if I'm being honest. That'd be the bare minimum to even come to the door with. Ricky, I don't know what you're smoking, buddy, <laughs> but there is no chance that I would give you that connection for Herbert, who you were struggling to think about whether or not you wanted to pick him. And after the draft, you were looking at that ring thinking I might have blown it. So now we're not doing no deals. You're always a pain in the ass to trade with. That's why I don't trade with you, because you're a pain in the ass to trade with. But anyway, so I rounded up my team. Like I said, I had a bunch of stack connections there. I backed up Lawrence with Jared Goff, you know, in case that uh, something happens there. So overall, I think this is a team that can bring me a championship in this league. Um, We'll see again, but uh, it was a fun draft. Um, The first round, like we said, a little bit crazy. You can see all the draft on steady picks. You can look at all the picks on steady picks, the updated constant rank. Um, and Ricky, I, I, uh, I just, my last words before we close up the show as we run out of time is, Hey, listen, don't get too comfortable with that ring. Listen, I'm, I think that you possibly had the best first eight rounds in the draft. This is my honest feedback. Okay. I think you may have dominated the first eight rounds. I think you finished dead last in the remaining seven rounds or remaining eight rounds. Your bench is thin. I don't see a lot of potential, but we'll see. And I'm also going to bring you some stats next week about the double stack, what having a tight end and a receiver with your quarterback could mean for the good or for the bad because there's some high risk there. Okay. My last thing before we close (laughs) the show, since you're talking so much shit about my end of my draft, right now Big John challenges Ricky. You know Big John loves his bourbon. A bottle of bourbon to the best tequila for you, Ricky, that my team finishes with more points than your team does. You're on. One more thing before we get out of here. I want you to take a minute and peep through this entire draft all the rounds, and I want you to tell the audience who your who you feel the steal of the entire draft was. Who made the pick? What round? And who was the player? Jeez, I would I would say Ricky. I like the Brian Robinson going late in the eighth round, starting running back from Washington. That's going to get goal line work. I think he's poised to have a big year. It was made by the. Uh, the, the Havix, uh, Hey Jive Picks. Hey Jive that, Picks. That's Hayden from the Steady Picks yeah. MMA. I, I really, I really, I, I really, yeah, I really like that pick late. I think that anytime you can get a starting running back, you know, at the end of that round, the eighth round, it has some upside. I, I like that pick a lot. Let me tell you something. That kid is killing it with the MMA TikTok page too. Just a side note, but I like that, and I agree with you. My steals. We're all in round seven. I think round seven of our draft, I want to post this round. I feel there were league winners in this round. I'm going to go through all of them. Round seven, pick two, George Pickens. That's my pick. Steal. Round seven, pick three, George Kittle. Steal. Oh, my. Round seven, pick four, Khalil Herbert. Oh. Steal. Deontay Johnson. Dalvin Cook. Drake London. Hollywood Brown, last pick. Round seven, everyone take a big who, if you haven't drafted yet, 
Know wow. that in round seven, there's ammo on the board and get ready to start pulling some of these guys. I cannot. I'm just looking at that, Ricky. Wow, that's unbelievable. Guys, you want to check that out on Steady Picks. Round seven, all those players should have went in, in the way before that. Talk about value. Absolutely. The golden round. Golden round. Anyway, that's it. We're out of time. Look forward to talking to you next week. Again, SteadyPicks.com. Sign up. Everything's for free. Check out round seven on the website.